Apple got a huge amount of attention this week for its latest plan to move into TV streaming, credit cards, news, and gaming. Amid all the Apple hoopla, though, consumers likely overlooked a more consequential event out of Silicon Valley, Google's decision to bring gaming into the cloud. I'm Alex Yule. Welcome to The Readback. Today I'm joined by Barron's tech reporter, Tay Kim, who regularly covers the gaming space. Hey, Tay. Hey, Alex. Good to be here. Google made a really big splash in the world of gaming last week. Tell us what happened. Please welcome to the stage... So last Tuesday... ...of Google, Sundar Pichai. Google CEO Sundar Pichai unveiled Google's cloud gaming service called Stadia at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. So now we are focused on our next big effort, which is to build a game platform for everyone. This is Stadia. Gather out. So Stadia is Google's cloud gaming service and enables gamers to stream games on any device from their computers, television, to smartphones without a need for a separate console or an expensive gaming PC. And this is really the holy grail of gaming. Cloud gaming services have always been the future where you wouldn't have to spend big amounts of money up front and you get access to the latest games on any device without any upfront cost. And is it possible in 2019, you're telling me that that idea really isn't out there yet? So people have tried this in the past, but unsuccessfully due to bandwidth, internet speeds, and latency issues. And, and you point out in your latest column that we probably now finally have the type of bandwidth and the in-home kind of connections that we need to make this work. Yes. So Google said Stadia requires 25 megabits per second of download speed. So it looks like most American households have access to a speed level that will give them a good gaming experience. So what's this going to cost? What does this mean for consumers? They're just going to kind of sign up for something the way they did Gmail and they'll have great games? Google hasn't released the details of the business model yet. It could be anything from a gaming Netflix where there's a subscription you pay every month or a per game model where you buy the games virtually. Got it. This Google announcement had some pretty long tentacles on Wall Street, right? We saw some big moves for stocks that weren't Alphabet out of the announcement. Yes, so AMD shares soared 12% that day, or uh, almost $3 billion in market value, when Google announced that they're going to use AMD graphics technology for Stadia, while traditional players such as Sony and GameStop traded significantly lower that week. And we actually talked to KeyBank Capital Markets analyst Evan Wingren, and he said the game publishers will benefit from the additional distributions the streaming offers, while traditional hardware game console makers might potentially lose business. And he called out GameStop as a clear loser in this whole move to cloud gaming. GameStop's had a pretty rough go of it in recent years. I mean, gamers, even playing on consoles, are not exactly running out to buy physical discs anymore, right? I mean, there a lot of this gaming, even for those consoles, is happening via downloads, where you're downloading the game. Now this is just all the less reason to go to, to a GameStop to buy a physical disc, right? Yes, so GameStop's already been suffering from the move to full game digital downloads. And if the industry moves to streaming, that process of physical game disc sales deteriorating is going to only accelerate. So basically, GameStop becomes the tower records of like the late 90s. Sad but true. I'm always surprised when I hear stats about the size of the gaming business. Can you give us a sense of just how big this market is? So according to market research firm Nuzu, the gaming business is already huge. 
about $135 billion in sales, according to the firm last year. And I think generally, the media industry kind of understates how big the video game business is. It's just more dollars than any other uh, entertainment product. And to give context on how big it is in terms of these big games like Call of Duty. Call of Duty shows that the video game industry is in boom time. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto 5 selling nearly 100 million units. Take-Two came out with their big game Red Dead Redemption 2 last year. Red Dead Redemption 2 coming October 26th. And the first three days after launch has sold over $700 million in sales. And the company said that number was bigger than any opening weekend for any product in entertainment history. That includes movies, music, books, anything. Meaning Red Dead Redemption, bigger even than the opening weekend of the latest Star Wars. Yes. Sounds like it's not even that close. And the catch for this Red Dead Redemption, though, is it's only really available to consumers that have a certain console, right? Yes. It only came out for the major consoles, Xbox and PlayStation. And the promise then with Google's Stadia is that you might not need that console down the road. You'd really just be able to flip on even your TV or your tablet, and lo and behold, the game would be there? Exactly. Right. So how are people, for the most part, if you're a pretty serious gamer, I mean, we all know there's smartphone games, there's Candy Crush, there's all that you can do on your smartphone. But if you're a pretty serious gamer these days, give us a sense of what you're buying and what you're devoting your time to. So you need to pay up front for a console, a piece of hardware console that costs anywhere from $300 to $500. And if you're even a more serious hardcore gamer, you might spend $2,000 on an expensive gaming PC with the latest processors and graphics chips. Okay, so these are Sony PlayStation 4, Microsoft Xbox, Nintendo Switch. Those are, these are the consoles you're talking about, right? Yes. And these things don't last that long, right? So it's usually five to seven years, a typical console cycle lasts. And in the beginning, as gamers buy these games and game consoles, there isn't really a big install base of hardware out there. So you don't get that big of a sales lift for your new games. But then in the middle of the cycle, you sell a lot more games. But then the latter part of the cycle, where we are now, you get a game sales decline. So cloud gaming will fix this. You get a flattened out cycle where you don't have to worry about uh, the number of consoles out there, and you get access to the latest games without any upfront cost. Okay, so there's a lot of hope here. Let's talk about some of the potential problems. You outlined some of those in your coverage. I guess the first one is we've all we're all big users of Google products. I certainly am as well. I can think of several examples though where Google kind of goes into something, does it really well, and for whatever reason, maybe it's because they don't make enough money out of it one day they just pull the plug. I mean, there was a Google Reader as an example. Google Plus maybe is the most famous. Their social networking thing that never really worked and they just canceled. What gives gamers or should give gamers confidence that something similar is not going to happen here? So we actually asked that concern question to Google directly because it seemed all over the internet, the message boards I read, people are like, wait a minute, if I really use this Stadia thing, if I buy into it, spend games on it, what stops Google from just shuttering the service like they've done with so many other services in the past? And Google told us, told Barron's, that the fact that their CEO, Sundar Pichai, presented and presided over the Stadia announcement last week speaks to the amount of commitment they have for the service going forward. So Google's saying, hey, guys, this is how you know we're taking it seriously. Our CEO is the one presenting it. Yes. And then there's the content. We've had this discussion. You've explained this to me before. 
it's really not the hardware that excites gamers at the end of the day, right? It's really what games they're playing and how great the content is. So is Google actually, does Google actually have these games ready to go? So that's a key question for Stadia's success. Will they have differentiated games that will drive people to the platform? And if you think about it, exclusive games is the biggest thing for gaming platforms. It's not about how great the technology is. Gamers want to play great games. And if you look at Microsoft, they have Halo, Nintendo has Mario, Sony has Uncharted, and Google said that they will make their own games for Stadia, and they recently hired a lead producer executive uh, for their internal studio. But if you look at it, since they just hired this person, it's going to take years for any in-house Stadia games to be released. And what would Stadia then look like if, in fact, Google launches this thing later this year? What, what kind of service are we looking at if they don't have these exclusive games? So they're going to have to focus on third-party games from other publishers. We actually reached out to every major third-party publisher, and the only one that on the record was willing to support Stadia was Ubisoft, the maker of Assassin's Creed. So it could be a little bit lonely for, for Stadia for a while, you think? Yes. So even if the technology works great, unless they get the games on their platform, it's not going to work out. Maybe we get like a lot of Tetris and stuff like that. Or indie game studios or mid to small games that... You know, it's great for gamers to play, but it's not going to drive people to the platform. And it's probably not going to move the needle for mega cap alphabet. No, it's not. So lots of th- to be excited about from a technology standpoint, from a disruption standpoint in the cloud. But really, when it comes down to it, this is still a tenuous product, at least in the near term. Yes. If they don't have the games, I don't think gamers will uh, sign up for it. So that, that kind of begs the question, who can make cloud gaming work? And ironically, it's a traditional console maker slash publisher, Microsoft. They have the cloud infrastructure through their Azure cloud computing service, so they have that that engineering expertise. But they also have a ton of in-house games that gamers want to play. And that's because they've had Xbox, right, for so many years. Yes. So do you see whatever Microsoft does being similar to this Stadia idea? Yes. They actually told us that they're excited about cloud gaming services through their Project X Cloud service, and they're going to give gamers a choice whether to play on the cloud or on their hardware console. And that kind of reminds me, I mean, that's not all that new for Microsoft, right? I mean, they already took Microsoft Word, Microsoft Office, all, all, all that productivity software, and moved it to the cloud as well. So this wouldn't be that unusual for them, right? And this is an extension of what they've been doing the last few years where they've extended kind of client server, client software dominance to the cloud, and they're just doing it through every part of their business now. It's it's basically same business, but a new distribution, a new means of distribution. Yes, and they've succeeded enormously over the last few years, changing client server Microsoft Office to the subscription software service Microsoft Office 365. Right, and that's not to say that Google doesn't have some of the same skills, but I think what you really call out is this advantage on the video game content side of things that Microsoft brings. Yeah, games drive people to platforms, and Microsoft has the advantage of actually having great games that will drive people to their platform. Thanks, Tay. Well, it's great to be here. For more on Tay's reporting about Google Stadia and the gaming industry, check out the latest issue of Barron's and, as always, barrons.com. Also, before you leave, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. We'd love to get your feedback. 
I'm Alex Yule. The Readback is produced by Meta Lutzhoff. We'll return next Wednesday.